Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 41 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week, I'm rendering and cleaning beeswax. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast, and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers, and in return, you gain access to additional content and support from me. These start from as little as $1 per month, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, pop over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started and I'll do all I can to help you out with suggestions and recommendations for you. As usual, I'll leave any relevant links for this week's podcast in the show notes. Well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, as the season progresses, we seem to be constantly accumulating beeswax in a range of different guises, brace comb, burr comb, frames that have become too old and need replacing, frames that have been drawn out just the way the bees want it, but completely at odds with how I would like it. You probably know the frames I'm talking about, the ones where the bees have drawn the comb at all sorts of odd angles to the foundation that you've so lovingly prepared for them. I normally find that this is because the foundation is a little bit old maybe and the bees don't take to it immediately and by the time they have taken to it they've already decided they're going to do their own thing. Alternatively they build comb really nicely down from the top bar but away from the foundation so you end up with a frame of unused foundation and a nicely drawn slab of comb that can only be viewed from one side. Also sometimes I find I've given the bees too much space and they've drawn out a perfectly rectangular slab of comb from the crime board. And again, whilst this is perfect for the bees, it makes inspecting really difficult and it has to be removed. There are probably lots more places the bees can build comb that doesn't quite fit in with our uniform boxes and hives, so we cut it out and take it away. But what to do with it once it's been removed, though, that, for beginner beekeepers particularly can be a tricky question and without any knowledge of what to do next it can easily find its way into the bin. It's only a small piece of comb and what does it really matter? But before you do that let me give you some ways in which you can make much better use of this oh so precious commodity. Firstly, if nothing else, save it for the annual wax exchange at one of the trade shows here in the UK. This is where you can swap it for fresh foundation that can be used to replace old comb in your hives and the guys at the wax exchange will take the smallest amounts and swap them for even just one or two sheets so always save that comb even if you've only got one beehive you will over the course of a season or two gradually build up a box of old comb to deal with and today i want to talk about how to safely melt it down and reclaim the cleaned wax to reuse there are so many uses for reclaimed beeswax you could as I've just mentioned, swap it for new foundation, but you could just as well start making candles. And I know there are lots of beekeepers out there already producing some fantastic candle products, and I intend to give it a try myself in the coming months. 
Why not use the beeswax to make some furniture polish? Again, it can be as simple as adding some beeswax to raw linseed oil, as I've done in the past. This makes a really lovely smelling furniture polish that can be used on most household furniture. Just remember to test it first on a spot that won't be seen. Once you've made the base polish, you could add various oils to give the polish different smells, such as lavender or orange. Lip balms are another product that I've made with the addition of beeswax. And although I've never made any other cosmetic products, I know there's a whole range out there that you could use this beeswax for. Let's not just throw it away. Use it for something fun and practical, especially with Christmas on the way. What better way to use up wax than to make some fun gifts for everybody? So hopefully I've now convinced you not to throw away your brace comb and you've got a bucket full to clean. What do you do next with it? Well, a lot will depend on the quantity that you have to render down, but the process is the same regardless of quantity. Let's start with a beekeeper who's just got one or two beehives and a small bag of brace comb. I'll talk about the way I render large quantities of old wax later in the podcast. All you need is a couple of microwavable glass dishes I use one called a Pyrex bowl, a pair of tights or stockings or a coffee filter paper, something that you can filter the beeswax through and something to hold the filter paper or the stockings in. It could be a shop-bought jelly bag stand or you could use a couple of old wire coat hangers to bend a stand out of in just the same way as they use coat hangers to make things in Blue Peter. Do they still use wire coat hangers on Blue Peter? Anyway, the process is quite simple. We boil some water in the bowl to which we add the wax and reheat it in the microwave. The wax melts and then it gets poured through the filter material into another container and is left to set. So here's how I used to do it when I first started out. Firstly, boil the kettle. While the kettle is boiling, break up the wax and put it into the Pyrex bowl. I did try using a Pyrex jug but the wax never really poured very well from the spout and it would spill everywhere. If you have a decent pouring jug, then you could use that instead of a bowl. Remember that if you're using foundation with wire in it, you must remove all of the wire from the wax before you microwave it, otherwise there's going to be trouble. Pour a little boiling water over the wax carefully until you have an inch or two in the bottom of the bowl. Place the bowl into the microwave and give it about a minute on full power. Watch it carefully in case you've missed a bit of that wire. You really don't want that in there when you're turning on your microwave. Open the door, check it. Has the wax melted completely? If not, give it another 30 seconds to a minute and check it continuously. You don't want to overheat the wax and never try to melt the wax without first having a little bit of water in the bowl. Once it has melted, remove it carefully and this is where you need another bowl to place beneath your filter system. Again, add some hot water to the bowl and carefully pour the liquid wax and water into your filter setup. What I have done in the past is just used some clothes pegs and clamped the filter material to the edge of the bowl. If you can't find something to make a stand out of, that's a good compromise. Allow the liquid wax to drain through and I usually pour just a little more boiling water through the debris in the filter to wash the remaining wax out of it and into the bowl beneath. Once the debris has finished dripping, you can set this aside on some newspaper and that will catch all of the last remaining drips. Leave the entire operation to cool down. I normally do this over an evening and allow the wax to set overnight. The next morning, there'd be a nice disc of partially cleaned wax in the bowl of water and a block of debris usually stuck together with a little wax. 
This can be removed from the filter and placed in the newspaper below and, and you can use it as a fire lighter. Of course, if you're using coffee filters, then you simply lift the filter paper out and use this. Wrap it up in a little bit more newspaper and use that as a, a fire lighter. The clean disc of wax will probably have some remaining sludge stuck to the base and this can be gently scraped off with a standard hive tool. You now have wax that's ready for a second cleaning if you want to use it for cosmetics or candles otherwise it's really good enough to go for wax exchange. Simply bag it and store it ready to add additional wax to as you go through the season or just save it up and take it to the Spring Convention, Bee Tradex or the National Honey Show. Now that I have so many more hives than when I started, using the microwave in our kitchen just isn't practical and I'd get into more trouble than I'd want, so I moved the whole process outside and scaled up. I use the same gas burner setup that I have for cleaning frames and hive equipment. It's a propane gas bottle and burner. The main difference is that I switch to a stainless steel commercial kitchen pan, which can hold a lot more than a Pyrex bowl. Again, safety first. Wear some eye protection and never try to melt wax without putting a water barrier between it and the bottom of the pan. It can overheat so quickly and then you'll have real problems to deal with. I put about three or four inches of water in the bottom of the pan and heat this up. While it's warming, I add the various buckets of comb. There's no need to remove the wires on this occasion, but just be careful when you pull the wires out of the molten wax that it doesn't splash everywhere. Once the wax is melted, I use an old jug to pour it into a coarse filter material. At the moment, I'm using some old insect netting, which I peg to the top of an old honey bucket. These buckets are good because they're flexible enough to be able to pop the wax out once it's hardened. Continue to pour the wax and water out of the pan and into the bucket. Again, when I'm near the last dregs, I'll pour over some boiling water just to rinse out the debris in the netting. Give it a quick squeeze. It's never a long squeeze as the netting full of this debris is really too hot. Oh, and remember to wear some gloves for this bit. Anyway, a quick squeeze and you should have some fairly clean wax. At this point, you need to decide what you're going to use it for. Wax exchange for a fresh foundation and this wax is clean enough to swap. Anything else and you're going to need to clean it some more. And this is time for the stockings again. If you're quick and have everything to hand... You can easily strain the buckets again without having to reheat them. There's no point in leaving everything to cool down, letting it solidify if you know you need to have the wax refined further. So use the residual heat in it to give it a second straining. Once this has cooled down, preferably overnight, you can scrape the remaining fine debris from the bottom of the wax and then make a decision about further refinement. If you're looking to make cosmetics, I would suggest at least one more filtration, if not two, and if you're looking to put a block of wax on the show bench, well, you may just have to keep filtering and filtering and filtering. Wax blocks for show are another whole ball game and not one for today's discussion. I've never actually put a block of wax into a show. Maybe that's something we'll try next year. Hopefully, you now have at least a small disc or a large slab of refined rendered beeswax that you can go on to use for a raft of other uses. Just remember to stay safe and don't leave any hot wax or naked flames unattended. Perhaps in the coming weeks we can take a look at making some candles, or dare I say it, have a go at refining some wax for the show bench. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast, and if you do have any questions, please do fire them off to me. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was Beekeeping, short and sweet. Beekeeping, short and sweet.